You are listening to special pandemic coverage of the coronavirus on The John DePietro Show. This portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by J.K.L. Engineering. Whether it's heating or cooling, you can depend on J.K.L. Engineering. Licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts, call them today at 401-351-7600. Listen, we still have a number of months ahead. You're going to need the heat. We don't know what's going to happen. March can still be chilly. April can still be obviously chilly. The heating season. Let J.K.L. Engineering design and install a natural gas high-efficiency carrier infinity system. They're energy efficient, they're quiet, more affordable than you think. If you're saying no gas, guess what? No problem. Let J.K.L. Engineering design and install a high-efficiency heat pump system, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter, cools in the summer. These units are so efficient, it can reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. Highest rebates in the market, and they also do new installation and replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. JKL, Carrier Factory, authorized dealer, licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. You know, for over 53 years, JKL's reputation, second to none. Technical expertise, customer satisfaction. JKL is an approved National Grid VPI installer. Call JKL Engineering today. Remember, estimates are free. Financing is available for both residential and commercial. Call JKL for a system replacement, oil to gas, for a heat pump. They're going to do it right. They're going to do it right the first time. And remember, with JKL Engineering, they'll keep it nice and cool in the summertime and nice and warm in the wintertime. Central Air is a life changer. Central Air is a game changer. And right now, estimates are free. Financing is available. License in Rhode Island and Massachusetts, the original, the best, JKL Engineering. Call them 401-351-7600, 401-351-7600 for JKL Engineering. Folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go till 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online right at DePietro.com. Well, our segment is called DePietro Debate, and joining me, one of my siblings, happens to be Massachusetts communication consultant, and it's Donna Perry. Well, Donna DePietro. Donna Perry. Uh, uh, Donna Perry. let's um, immediately start. I want to just uh, mention, uh, I know we did talk about it last week, but um, the piece you had written uh, was published in the Providence Journal, and I'm just curious to start off, uh, type of feedback you got from people regarding uh, the piece you wrote that was printed in Saturday's Providence Journal. Sure, and good to be with you uh, this morning, John. Um, you know, I, I have gotten a lot of good feedback from people, I think. Um, what I tried to do with that piece, and, and I'm happy that it seemed to come out that way, I, I, I tried to capture kind of two things, um, just our our sensibility and the kind of the shock of how all this has um, happened to us, and also that just how we kind of go forward. And I'm, I've gotten some nice feedback from people saying, you know, you really put it into words how I've been feeling. In other words, you know, we as we talked about earlier, and it went from like zero to 100, and we all try to find some normalcy 
when it feels like nothing is normal, <laughs> which is, you know, I think people a little bit um, struggle with that and the hunker down in your house. Yeah, I've gotten um, good feedback. I was very pleased to um, uh, see that in the journal wanted to run that and I'm, I'm happy to do that I, I may pop out a few more pieces as we go through this but um and I, I think kind of just as you've done this your whole career JD that you know communicating is is just so important and even more important when we're all facing you know this kind of real unprecedented historic time like this it is and also um well we're going to touch on that as far as just People are trying to compare this to something, and you started to hear some of that, and I'm still hearing the number of deaths now has surpassed uh, those that were killed in 9-11. But yeah. the fact of the matter is this: uh, people are starting to realize we, we haven't found anything like this. So therefore, there's really nothing to compare to. Let's start at the White House. I'm curious to hear your thoughts where the president's approval ratings are up. He seems, President Trump seems to be listening more to his medical team, which is a good thing. Um, and you know, the briefings, I think uh, if you listen and they're showing, you know, the new form of testing and things like that, um, I, I think slowly the white house and especially the president himself is realizing just the severity of it. And it was big to immediately say that the Easter deadline was certainly not realistic and that was moved back. Yeah. And I think you just, you just hit on it. I think he, Trump himself, despite being a person who gets all the information more than certainly what is always shared with the public, um, just he, and I kind of, I want to give him a little credit here. I almost feel like you see his humanity in this, in that he himself has had to absorb the enormity of this. And I think that maybe played into, you know, there was a lot of harsh criticism of Maybe, you know, oh, his cynical reasons and he just wants to pretend it's not happening and he's worried about his reelection. But I do think it's taken even him time to say, my God, you know, the enormity of this, how how horrible this is and the grim images from the hospitals and all the rest of it. So I think some of that has played into how he has had this turnaround of his notion about Easter. Uh, and I think. You know, I do think I will give him some credit. I don't think that was all just a calculation. You know, I think he's finding his way as a commander in chief and as a as really it is like a wartime president. No one would be prepared for that. And and I I would argue almost any politician would not be exactly prepared for that. But uh, you know, some of his more weaker <laughs> traits, I think, you know, certainly don't help him in a moment like this. I, I agree that I think it was it, it was critical that he would just listen to Dr. Fauci and and um, Deborah um, uh, Burks. And really, they are the top line people. I mean, I think anyone following this, as we do hour by hour, day by day, would know there's nothing magical going to happen at Easter, unfortunately. You know, they, they we're months, we're not weeks at, at this point. So I think it was critical for the country that he step away from that very false notion. And uh, and so I think he's improving, but I think it's, again, he has to control where he lashes out. None of that behavior is helpful. That's an understatement at a time like this. I think also that's a very good point. And I also think, though, that you are seeing there are times... 
This is a different news cycle where it's literally so fluid. It's changing hour by hour and things that even pop up, um, they quickly disappear because of other news that knocks it out. And to your point, something that did happen, Nancy Pelosi did an interview with CBS, uh, Face the Nation, I believe, and said that she believes that anyone that dies, there's blood in the president's hands. Now, as outrageous a political statement as that is, and it's completely inappropriate and ridiculous when you look at what's going on worldwide, it almost seems they didn't even respond to it. And the media didn't pick it up. They would have in the past. In the past, it would have been huge news. Yeah. But it also, to me, shows just how, in some ways, that some of this harboring ill will towards him remains. Now, there's a story out today the president gets on. He's got all the nations or a bunch of nations, governors on. They're talking about supplies. And then I, I'm going to say it's that governor of Montana because he's the one on the call with the president. And CBS News obtains a copy of that. Now, that's the type of thing where and you have people should realize that Donna Perry had a very successful um, career and still does actually in media. But that's the type of thing. That I can imagine if I'm the White House, I'm saying this is a pandemic emergency yeah. and we're still getting uh, partisan games of leaking right. private emergency conversations with the president of the United States and leaking it to the media. Well, well, I would agree. I mean, that is just that. And, and on both sides, that is wrong for the governors, however angry they are. Obviously, there's been coordination problems. And I, I don't think the word nightmare is too dramatic about some of that. But you're right. I don't think it's fair on that side to leak that level, that high level of a conversation. We know tensions are high, fears are high. And to, you know, just feed, dribble more stuff for the New York Times to just, you know, they pull up their machine of like, you know, <laughs> let's go get Trump today. So um, I, I do. I think, you know, that that calls for everybody lay down your arms a little bit here. Um, and, and that is going to just, you know, anger them. And I, I also do want to uh, say your point about Nancy Pelosi. That was really not that was too strong a thing to say, of course. And, and for her to just kind of come out with that um, at this point, there has to be a more grown up attitude by all of these folks at the top, him, Nancy, et cetera. And just like, you know, we, we, we've got to see leadership at a little, you know, called your better angels kind of approach. So some, some of this stuff, everyone is nerves afraid. Obviously, John, these governors are exhausted. <laughs> like this yep. is a 24 seven, you know, I'm watching in mass, Charlie Baker is a seven days a week briefing Sunday afternoon. Doesn't matter. Saturday, Look, of course, they're exhausted. They're worried. They do know people are dying. This is not bread and butter governance for most people. They enter government. You know what I mean? Like they, they're not a general in an army. They're right. not used to that. Uh, and then even, you know, Rhode Island's own governor. And I know we'll get to that. So it's a tough moment for governors. Some are shining and some are not. And I agree with you, though. Let, let's not you know, play a footsie game with, oh, let me give the press this uh, big uh, dynamite, you know, explosion of a bad conversation. Um, let's touch on, uh, and again, folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show. Our segment is DePietro Debate. Uh, with me is one of my siblings. It's Donna Perry. Uh, let's talk about Massachusetts Governor, Governor Charlie Baker. How do you think he's doing and how would you, a lot of people that don't always get to see him, how would you say his tone, 
how he's adjusted his tone and his manner of communicating during this. You know, he's pitch perfect, in my opinion. Um, and I, I don't just say that as a, oh, I'm a big fan or, you know, he's a moderate Republican guy. I, I just think, um, he, interestingly, something people may not know about him, John, he came up through the ranks. He has a background, really, in public health. Um, I, I believe he was the top executive at Harvard Pilgrim Health, which is a big uh, player um, That's right. in the Bay State. See, so yep. he... Number one, he's on turf that he has a great command of the information. And I think that is a plus for the state. Uh, I think it's showing. Um, so he has a great insight and sensitivity to what the healthcare workers and the frontline people are really dealing with. And he also, uh, a lot of times when you see things like this, it is about relationships. He really knows, you know, Peter Slavin, the, the ex top executive of Mass General, that really matters. You know, they have a great rapport and they have, you know, that kind of um, trust and in, in information. And and uh, so there's a lot of leadership in mass that I think in general you see that it's a uh, it's a state with lots of challenges. But I, it's a well run state um, and because you have a lot of expertise that you might not always have everywhere. So I think he is handling it. But mass is really in the top five or seven of most hard hit. So um, these are going to be some very challenging, really challenging weeks ahead. Um, just a, like overnight, the deaths have have ticked up. It's over 50. But the cases are, you know, climbing to 6000. I think, um, you know, what he's been projecting from the beginning is so important. He, like many of the northeastern governors, he um, instituted what at the moment may have seemed like, gee, this seems dramatic, John, but I think these Northeast governors are going to show they did the right thing mid-March. I mean, he went after it and said, you know, they closed the schools, obviously all the Boston colleges, they really started to really peel back on the businesses. And then he went to his um, decrees kind of rapidly and, but methodically, he's always that way. I think he's a guy that also just projects calm and competence and so that just kind of bleeds out to the public in a in a favorable way you feel like you have a calm competent you know captain at, at the at the steering wheel when you know when you're going through a hurricane folks you're listening to the john DePietro show our segment is DePietro debate coming up we are obviously going to talk about governor Raimondo. we're going to talk about rhode island through this also some of the media coverage again with me is uh, Donna Perry, Massachusetts communication consultant. A lot more head right here on the John DePietro Show. Everyone is talking about germs, about algae, about mildew. No, I know they're talking about the virus. What about some of the viruses outside your home? As the weather's getting warmer, now is the time. Let's make your property, home or business, Look as best it can with Bethel Softwash. Look for them on Facebook, Bethel Softwash. Now, you can text Jared at Bethel, B-E-T-H-E-L, Bethel Softwash of Lincoln. Free day, free same-day text estimate at 401-617-2585. Text him at 401-617-2585. And what I mean is, if you text Jared, this is what my house looks like. He'll give you a free estimate right there. I'm talking outside your home. I encourage you to visit their Facebook page, and you can see the before and after and what a difference it makes. Bethel soft washing is the low-pressure system. It won't harm the surface. Low pressure 
H2O combined with the biodegradable chemical removes those biological elements like uh, algae and uh, mildew, and you don't need it. The biodegradable plant-safe solution, wait to see the difference. Now, I tell people, go to uh, log on to the Facebook page, Bethel Certified Softwash, Bethel Softwash, and look at the before and after. What a difference it makes. Bethel Certified Softwash Power Wash for your home, for your business, for your walkway, for your patio, for your deck. Make your home look beautiful. Get rid of that mold and algae instead. Bethel Certified Softwash. You can also text Jared at 401-617-2585. Make an appointment. Free estimate, 401-617-2585. And look for them on Facebook. It's Bethel Certified Softwash. Right in Lincoln, Bethel Certified Softwash. The following message is from Kay's Restaurant, Woonsocket. We are in uncharted waters at this time. But we thank our local, state, and federal leaders for their efforts in trying to get us back to where we should be. We don't know when that's going to happen, but we pray it happens soon. And during this unfortunate situation, we thank you so very much for coming to Kay's and ordering takeout. But this is a much broader community concern. There are many other Woonsocket area restaurants and businesses that deserve our support. They're the same businesses that give out gift cards and gift certificates to our community organizations. So look around and see what you can do to support our business community. And stay safe and follow the guidelines that officials are offering for responsible behavior. And when it's all over, we'll be better people for it. From the Lahus family, God bless. This is the John DePietro Show, AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. Our segment is DePietro Debate. With me is one of my siblings, Massachusetts communication consultant, Donna Perry. Uh, DJ, before the break, I want to just follow up with what you said about Governor Baker. And I think what also is going to be a struggle for certain cities, and that is, and Boston is one of them, and Boston, which has been, and, and by the way, there's, what I'm going to say is there's, there's no solution to this, but Boston, over the past, I don't know how many years, truly has been defined as such a sports town, and what people are really going to notice is suddenly this year, um, you know, after the marathon bombing, the whole Boston Strong movement, and, and what does spring mean in Boston? It means... You know, it means the Red Sox are at Fenway Park. It means the Boston Marathon. It means maybe the Bruins or the Celtics are in playoff contention at the Garden. I think as much as many places are going to miss sports right now, Boston, because of such an affiliation with sports, I think that's going to be a challenge almost for the city itself to maintain its identity of like, who are we? That is such such a spot on point, John. You you're very right, and and the collapse of all the major Boston sports not the collapse, but you know, there's just the suspension of all play by the major Boston sports teams is obviously unprecedented. And and you're right, it Boston is a city that its spirit, its economics, by the way, its Boston economy is yes. very intricately tied in to the games and the arenas uh, and, you know, TD Garden and Fenway Park. I mean, these are iconic 
venues for the for the sport. Um, it it really is. It just doesn't feel the same. That's a understatement. Um, but again, you're right, and and the the repercussions for this go so deep into. Uh, kind of what the the spirit of the state is really all about. It, it's people have been talking about that a lot. It's very difficult. It doesn't feel like spring. It doesn't feel like, you know, the seasons that uh, people who've grown up here have just known in their entire lives. It's very odd. It is very tied, though, also into the um, economy of Boston, downtown Boston. I mean, pulling away all those restaurants and you know, the sports bars and, and the games are on. It's, it's just very, um, it's very tough. And they will, uh, it, it's, we will come back. Everyone has to know that and believe that. But I think for a city like, like Boston, it's especially tough. Just no games, you know, just, it, it's just all uh, suspended. So that's been very, very much um, one of the many dramatic um, things that, that have been hit by the, this thing. Now, in Rhode Island, let's talk about Governor Raimondo. Uh, the governor made national news last week. I don't think those were the types of headlines for someone who's very meticulous on their image that she was looking to attract. And it became, for whatever reason, uh, it's true, there were definitely New York plates showing up in Rhode Island. There were also Massachusetts plates showing up in Rhode Island. They've had an outbreak. But the governor, Governor Raimondo, who I still feel and you're exactly right. Last week when we did our segment, you mentioned the governor of Michigan. When you see her, she just has a certain way of delivering. Uh, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo has become literally a national star on how to handle this. Absolutely. Last night I was watching the mayor of Los Angeles, Gil Garcetti, whose uh, father was the known as he was the district attorney in charge. He hired Marsha Clark to go after O.J. Simpson. And he flawlessly uh, with reporters on the phone. And I will touch on that. But he also then does a full segment of his press session in Spanish for all the Spanish people yeah. of uh, Los Angeles. But touch on Governor Mundo. I think the um, the whole thing that blew up with uh, Governor Andrew Cuomo of New York, and then they she had to quickly rescind an executive order. I, I'm also going to share with you that I think the Raimondo people really have the local media over a barrel because the way she's conducting, I wrote a piece on this, the press needs yeah. to be allowed into those press conferences because right now, if you are a local media person, they are very desperately afraid of losing access to the the governor through this crisis. That is a great way to put it, John. And I, so I, and I want to talk about her bumbling with with the governor of New York. And, and since you started on that too, just a quick point about these press conferences, um, the optics of it alone. And I know you, you are, you know, really doing leading reporting on all these things. First of all, I think the optics are very awkward. I'm not trying to criticize one person or another, you know, but I mean, it's like, if you're looking at how the other governors are doing it, like if you look at Cuomo, Yes, he has staff sitting there at a, you know, at a conference table, but it's him straight on delivering the facts. Yes. Very, very powerful deliveries. He's right on point. And I find their optics are very awkward. You have multiple people in the, just from that point of view, you have multiple people in the shot. You know, you have the health director and her. Sometimes it's unclear who's going to grab the podium. And then you have that other person, um, Marjorie Brian, and you know, sort of reading questions. Sometimes she's sort of standing at the side, and 
And then always you have the interpreter um, and then um, the state police colonel right there. Like if you're looking at other people who are doing other governors, a kind of head on like central, the central shot is the governor giving the grim information to the public. That's what other states are doing. And when you watch Baker, he's kind of the center of it. Correct. Now he's got his other people at, you know, the background, but there's not, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like he's delivering in this very much more effective, straight on governor communicating. And I, I do think I have not seen any other governor with this holding the press back. I mean, most of them are delivering it. The press, you know, they're doing social distancing if they're sitting six feet apart. But so I think the optics of what they're doing um, is not that great. And I think it's, it's actually kind of awkward if you're watching on TV to follow, like she's doing it in pieces. Like, I don't know. I find that kind of awkward. No, I agree with you. And what's so frustrating is all they have to do is watch television for one day and see how people all over the country are doing it. Now, as someone that has covered the Patriots, uh, many times during the week, there's a Coach Belichick availability. And it's not that he goes to the podium and speaks to the media. He doesn't have that kind of time. But there's a call-in number. And it's highly organized and you're on a conference line and the reporters themselves get to talk to the coach and ask the question. And then you hear Belichick answer in that manner. I mean, I just don't this her staff. I I don't know if it's her, if it's her staff. Uh, I don't want to get too bogged down on it. But there's just as I think what we're both saying is there's more effective ways to do it. And they seem stuck on this model of one at a time all walking up. As you and I both know, that stateroom, you work there under Governor Kachiri. That is a huge room. There's pl- you could have reporters 20 feet away, 30 feet away from the governor and still have them in the room. But Donna Perry, that business with Cuomo and rescinding the executive order. And like you, I, I mean, I'm trying to be supportive of, of Governor Mundo, and I recognize it's not easy. But that was in her taking shots. I thought at him seemed personal in nature. If he wants to take credit for this and I don't know why and blah, blah, blah. I mean, for crying out loud, it made national news that she was they were going door to door with the National Guard and the state police. And she seemed very irked that she was being questioned about that decision. It's uh, and I'm not trying to focus on public relations at a time like this. But what just occurred with her on this, that that is a disaster of, of communicating. Um, I also think it was mystifying to me as a governor who has quite openly wanted everyone for a year to know she was the chair of the Democratic Governors Association, which she considers a very big feather in her cap. Yeah, it was mystifying to me that she somehow, it appears, did not have any pre conversation with him and his staff. I know it there. All the governors are super preoccupied right now. I mean, it's certainly the timeline appeared that way, John, which I find just unbelievable that she did not talk to him as a courtesy and say, and maybe lay out her case. I have a very high elderly population. I'm very worried. We have a lot of second homeowners here. I get that. Rhode Island is a coastal state. A lot of people with second homes come in from New York, New Jersey, but still the fact that it was arranged in, and he was not, either not aware, he certainly didn't project that they had had any private earlier exchange about it, I, is mystifying to me. And I think, unfortunately, she doesn't always have the political savvy skills 
she would like to have or that people are believing she has. If, I mean, for that to be handled this way, it was, it was to me, it was multiple days of national headlines. It was kind of embarrassing the way it was portrayed in, in my view. I mean, everyone understands. And I think, by the way, just, I think Baker, they, they a little bit, you know, threw him a little bit of that and said, well, and he just kind of said, we're worried about all states sort of sending, you know, um, the virus around. But he, I think he basically said, well, I'm not going to do that. Right. <laughs> you know, like, I'm yes. not going to. And so I felt that was also, it's just, it, it's kind of embarrassing. And it's just, again, there are different ways to handle that. But I mean, the fact that you have uh, troopers like, you know, pulling up to a driveway in South County somewhere. Oh, there's a New York plate. I mean, yes. um, I think it's a lot of constitutional things here that, are, you know, they're going to get turned back on that. Yeah. And not only that, and let's call it exactly. And I think you're not wrong on the optics of it and just the public relations of it. But you have, you know, a wealthy finance financier from New York opening the door to his three million dollar Newport Ocean View home and the National Guard is standing there because he has a New York license plate. And then the fact, though, that Governor Cuomo basically kind of won that battle. I think that's also another example that because of the 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 way that this whole thing is constructed, where Margie O'Brien, who by the who, who is Capital TV, who in essence, as I write about on my website, she basically is an employee of the governor because she's a state employee through Capital TV. Right. She's so not a, a journalist. Really. She's not a journalist, even no. though she has a background in that. But it's basically the governor is fielding questions sorted through and they filter through by a state employee. And there is no one and no one would tolerate if the Trump White House worked that way. Now, folks, uh, coming up, we are going to talk a little bit more about uh, Rhode Island, how it's being handled how the media is treating this. Again, it's John DePietro. Our segment, DePietro Debate, with me is Massachusetts communication consultant Donna Perry. It all continues next right here on the John DePietro Show. Well, it's John DePietro. This portion of the program is brought to you by Johnson Propane. Now listen, you want to be prepared for what's going ahead. Now is the time to stock up on propane. Stop in. Phil never runs out. That's right. Phil Johnson never runs out. Easy to get to. Located 904 Manton Avenue in Providence. And it's right in front of Stop and Shop, right over near Rhode Island College. They are open seven days a week. Propane tank and supplies. They fill Blue Rhino. And they will fill up all your propane tanks. Credit cards, debit cards are accepted. You can call Phil Johnson at 401 621 8129 401-621-8129 Johnson Propane 904 Manton Avenue in Providence call Phil 401-621-8129 now is the time to stock up it's drive in no wait propane filling station they'll fill up your tank now is the time you want to make sure you don't know what's going to happen and if, in fact, you get locked down or you have to be out, then you want to make sure you have propane. Johnson Propane, 904 Manton Avenue in Providence. I, I'm stopping by to have Phil fill up. I have two tanks. I'm going to have them both filled up. 401-621-8129. Stop in and see him. He's just terrific. And, again, right 904 Manton Avenue in Providence, right near Rhode Island College, and right in front of Stop and Shop.
Attention business owners. In today's world, customers judge you by your website. And for most people, their first introduction to your business or company is your website. Karen Etchells at InnoVest is here to help. Give her a call at 401-321-2799. Hey, now it's 2020. you got to freshen up that old website design that Al Gore invented. If you've been thinking about updating your website or if you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business, you could receive a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional and she's been doing this work for 25 years. Contact Karen Etchells at InnoVest Digital Marketing. She will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Give Karen a call for a free consultation at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. Weekdays from 11 to 2, it's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at dipetro.com. You can shoot me an email, john at dipetro.com. With me, the segment is DePietro Debate. One of my siblings, Donna Perry, our segment is DePietro Debate, and uh, we're, we're talking about Right now, I want to stay with talking about the the governor. And um, also, I'm just curious on uh, anything else stand out to you? Um, I, I actually, I want to stay with the, the with the Cuomo thing just for a moment, because what was also striking to me when the governor, she was definitely making some such snide remarks about him. What stood out to me was this is someone who it's so out of character and you've had. Uh, state legislators who have been, you know, Ray Gallison was then ended up in federal prison. You couldn't get the governor to say anything publicly negative about right. him. You've had Speaker Mattiello. I don't know how many investigations are going on. And his campaign person is, you know, money laundering charges, someone who actually worked for her. Nothing negative. I think that's what really stuck out was someone that you'd think she'd have rapport with a fellow Italian-American governor, Andrew right. Cuomo. And with, by the way, a 90 percent approval rating in New York. And that just seemed very petty. And one other thing before you uh, answer is the other thing about it is everyone from the ACLU, I give Steve Brown credit. They were talking about unconstitutional. The amount of lawyers that, you know, and attorneys on the state payroll, how this filtered through on something like that is really astonishing. Absolutely. And I, you know, these things have after effects long after this emergency. So wait, wait till a lot of those New York homeowners say, you know what, Rhode Island, uh, you know, I'm I'm putting the house up for sale and I will take my, you know, tax paying dollars elsewhere, which may happen. I mean, you know, I I don't think people like that forget an incident like this. Um, And I do just want to say, John, ironically, Governor Cuomo, who has emerged as really the national face of real government leadership in this unprecedented emergency, which he has. Uh, He has really emerged as that. It can be hard to do this. Uh, He has rare political skills. And boy, they are really on display through this. And the fact that she's the one that they have, you know, that she picks this little fight with or she didn't pick the fight, but. Honestly, I mean, I just think for him and he won't forget that he had to go on national TV and say, I might have to sue Rhode Island. That's right. Um, Boy, she burned a bridge there that I'm not sure her career aspirations really uh, were, you know, that's not really something 
I would think she didn't want to do. So whoever she listened to on this, and maybe I know, again, they're overworked and they're overtired and maybe, you know, the idea was kind of put to her, but whoever she listened to was really not um, a, a smart move. But I do want to say, I think ironically, I mean, Cuomo has just emerged as there's no question. I mean, he is really looking like kind of John, oddly, he is looking like in the days after 9-11 when Rudy became that's, America's mayor. That's right. Yeah. I mean, that whole thing, you know, and that built Rudy's reputation. And then it's gone a few directions in the past years. But that's the kind of leadership you often only get out of places like New York, you know, kind of larger than life places. And he's really showing also the voice of urgency that I would say has been a little bit missing from the president. And I, I would just contrast them. I mean, he's been out front the past several weeks. His daily briefings are almost like a can't miss TV that's moment. That's right. Yes. Um, and that's uh, a very good sign if you are a political leader. But he's just he's really just talking off the cuff. He works with the data and the facts. And he's been kind of that clarion call out there and saying, listen, look what we're headed toward. And very critically, J.D., that is what we're headed toward in these next few weeks. It's very obvious we are cresting toward a very frightening peak in this thing. And, and that's kind of where he's been going with it. It's he's been tremendous. He's been, you know, they say true leaders, uh, the moment is presented, the person is presented and they go together, you know, and that's really what you're seeing with this guy. Well, with Andrew Cuomo, and it's interesting about Governor Cuomo, is there's so many different factors that come in. And when and someone had said to me, when a crisis like this happens, whoever the person is, you remain that. And then, you know, all your skills or weaknesses are then on full display during the crisis. Yeah. And and, and let's not forget who the father is. That is someone who, regardless of if you politically agree or disagree with Mario Cuomo, one thing about him is the man could give a speech. And Andrew Cuomo, maybe on certain things where he's lacking, this is a time to have that ability. And you and I both know, Donna Perry, it is a talent and an ability to be able to deliver with your tone and the way you convey his speech. Governor Cuomo's speech that he gave, the National Guard that had been activated, is a speech for the ages. It brings up encouragement. It brings on enthusiasm. He's rallying the troops. I think he has become, in a way, America's governor. And that kind of dovetails into, right now, anyone that has seen, if you are a Democrat, I also think Cuomo, in many ways, has been nonpartisan in his approach. But if you're surveying the field, you have Andrew Cuomo, who's out there, basically, and in a state with New York City that is doing become again ground zero for this thing where they again, have tents yeah. in Central Park and they, you know, bought the morgues overflowing. And then you have former Vice President Joe Biden in his basement stumbling through a five minute <laughs> yeah. interview. You see why many people it's been the hashtag draft Cuomo. Yeah, there's no question. Uh, I agree with all of that. His father was famously that rare, uh, unbelievable order. Um, and we all remember in those other years, J.D., and how they he just didn't he didn't make the final decision to run the party. Always saw his father, Mario Cuomo, 
you know, uh, as the leader that there would be. And they had always that dream, their own dream. You know, it was like the first Italian-American president. Uh, His moment has arrived. And I agree with you also fully. That was almost an FDR level speech. And I don't think that's being too dramatic. No. It absolutely was. And I, uh, I like that you're, you know, you've been playing that for your listeners. These people should listen to that. That's what leaders sound like that's right. when there is this kind of a thing. Let's face it. The public is very frightened now. All of us can see it in our own little daily lives. I mean, people are counting, oh, oh, did I go to the store? I don't want to go for five days. Really and truly. I mean, I think people are absolutely frightened. And that's on steroids if you're in New York, obviously. These are images no one ever thought you would see. Um, and it is very chilling, J.D. I just want to say, when you think of the most prosperous city, basically on the planet, and to see tent hospitals erected on the grass of Central Park, you know, it's not Damascus, Syria, but it, that is very chilling for Americans to see. And, and we know all the rest of it. The refrigerator trucks are pulling up with, you know, people are dying at a rate they can't keep up with. So um, I just think he has emerged as really the central voice of urgency, um, you know, really for a very nervous nation. And that's really when the cut above, who's the cut above? In these kind of moments, and you're, you know, you're really seeing that from uh, Andrew Cuomo. If there had been a disaster movie filmed and showed tents in Central Park, people would dismiss it as that as being overly fiction. dramatic and fiction. But staying with Cuomo just for a moment, I mean, you have him with a 90 percent approval rating and people are saying he should be the next president. And with Governor Amundo, you have a T-shirt that says knock it off. I think you're really seeing the difference between the two governors. Now, as I wrote on my website, I just want to mention from what I understand that there was a, kind of a bad blood. She's always viewed him as her competition. I was told he never lifted a finger to help her for whatever reason. When Last year, when she was the head of the National Governor Association, the chair, mm-hmm. uh, from what I was told, for whatever reason, she didn't feel that he helped her in fundraising so there was already definitely some kind of animosity there. And plus, if you're a Northeast Italian-American governor, and then he's a Northeast Italian-American governor, you definitely view someone as a rival. In that particular situation, um, Governor Mundo uh, definitely, definitely lost. But um, touch on the Joe Biden and where does, I, I mean, to me, every time I see him, as much as I think you were right initially, when we talked about it, you said, you know, this is someone he could say he said he got the experience and the White House seemed to be trying to find their footing. But now him in the basement, that visual of him stumbling through the interview where he's just alone there. It um, it's it's not a good look for the guy that wants to be the next president to me. <laughs> no, it, it's almost like the incredibly shrinking it is. nominee, uh, <laughs> you know, shrinking before your eyes in in stature is what I mean. Um, there's no question. I mean, you know, he, the stature piece is lost by these circumstances. Um, there's no crowds. There's no rallies. There's no none of that to buoy him up, which partly is what sort of propelled him in those weeks that now feel like a year ago, you know, in the early February contest, J.D. So, um, I, again, I think it also shows how people who've watched politics for a long time know You and I talked about this months ago. You know, in American politics, a lot can change in under a year. A lot. And and 
again, you know, the world tosses these events at us. And so here we are with this. And I, I just think, you know, ultimately there's going to be a collective. I don't see how that party can at least look at this and say, is Biden really positioned to be the nominee uh, with all this going on? And uh, there's just so many unknowns right now of how long does this drag on? Um, John, there's also obviously a lot of early speculation. Will there be conventions? I don't think so. Right? Yeah, like I, that's not, nothing's happening in July. No, like that. definitely um, not. And I think any of us, we're not wishing for it to drag out. I, we say it among our own family, my children. It's like, look, I, I think the summer is very much in question of what yeah. really goes on. It's not going to be the summer we're used to. I think that's just like 100% sure. Anyone who thinks suddenly on May 20th, you know, forget it. I mean, this is not that it's not going to come down from the peak, but we're, we're going to be a very cautious nation, and rightly so, before you do, quote, back in business in a regular way. So I would just say that for them, um, Biden, and he's kind of in a box. I mean, really, what does he do? He, he, you don't want to look overly throwing, you know, spears at Trump while he's trying to manage this calamity. Um, so they're kind of stuck. And then in the meantime, you have these governors and Cuomo obviously is the top one who are just sort of shining with, you know, as they're managing this um, this terrible public health um, emergency. And, and so I, I just think that's going to be tricky, although then there's a lot of speculation that logistically it would be impossible to kind of draft Cuomo. I don't know. I don't know if that is impossible, but you, you can't replay uh, the primaries now, certainly. So um, that it's, it, again, it's, I mean, this is one month after another of what we thought last fall for someone like Bernie and by Christmas that's changed in January and then February. And so who knows how this shakes. Donna Perry, before we let you go, any other thoughts you want to share with us that uh, have been on your mind or that you've a story that you've noticed? You know, just that um, I I just want to say that I am glad to Trump is I, I, I think the Dr. Fauci guy, we talk about people and their moment and leaders. I am very glad uh, that the president, and I give him credit, he is, it seems to be very much listening as he should to the, he's the top infection disease guy in the United States and, and Deborah Burks right with him. Um, they have given such sobering and wise and up to now, John, very spot on data and information. And I would just say that um, that man at his late seventies, talk about everybody can have their moment, you know, in life and what you're devoted your professional work to. I mean, that this is that man's moment. So he, um, and when he said, I think you've talked about this, hey, everybody, the virus will set the timeline. Um, That is the key line right now. We are, I would just say to everyone, just understand this is a hunker down month and they're not kidding because this thing is. is everywhere. And so I would just say that, and I'm glad we have uh, Dr. Fauci. He's been a key asset for Folks, Trump. Again, for she's Donna Perry, Massachusetts communication consultant. DJ, great job. We'll, we'll obviously be talking to you again. Great. 
This portion of the John DePietro Show is brought by Henry Oil since 1947. What a Rhode Island success story. Folks, call them today, 401-521-0200, Henry Oil. It's Carmine, it's Lori. As I said, since 1947, full-service fuel company, fuel oil, diesel, gasoline delivery, 24-hour burner service for contracted regular customers. They have oil burner service and installation, automatic delivery, budget plans, lock and cap pricing, serving most of Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. You can depend on Henry Oil. Call them today, 401-521-0200, 401-521-0200, reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery. Fuel oil, diesel, gasoline delivery. It's Henry Oil, residential and commercial fuel oil delivery. Go with a local company that you can support and depend on. Henry Oil in 1947. It was Carmine Henry DeSanto. Delivered that fuel oil with a single truck operation from his gas station on Manton Avenue in Providence. And now the tradition continues. Reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery. Serving Rhode Island and parts of Mass since 1947. Call my friends at Henry Oil today. 401 521-0200. You can also, as I mentioned, check out their website. It's henryoil.com, henryoil.com. Take advantage of the lock and cap pricing or the oil burner service and installation or their automatic delivery or their budget plans. Full service fuel company that you can depend on, Henry Oil. Call them today, 401 521 Henry Oil, 401-521-0200, online at henryoil.com. Remember, for your business, MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508-336-21. MEG, MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Commercial trailers, diesel equipment. Remember, free estimates. Call them today, 508-336-2110. MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. FHWA inspections or Rhode Island State Inspection Station, trailer pickup and delivery, 24-hour mobile service, ABS repairs, brakes, doors. If it's on a trailer, they can fix it. Mega truck and trailer repair. Call them 508-336-2110, 508-336-2110 for Mega truck and trailer repair. If you go to the Facebook page, I have a link where everyone can post and I encourage you to post if you went to a store and the shelves are bare, take pictures, identify where it's from. I'm going to check them. We have the, uh, the thread going. And the hoarding has got to stop. And they're not doing enough on that. Now, from what I understand, Job Lot is starting to say two rolls of toilet, not two rolls, but two you know big things of toilet paper per customer. And that's it. Like enough of this, the selfishness, this stuff has to end. Like I am, I, that, that has me more frustrated than anything. And, and, and the stores need to stay up. If you go to stop and shop and someone is wiping the place clean, the store should step up and say something. And I get it that a lot of people that work there, they feel that's not their job and they don't want to offend anyone, but this is embarrassing. It really is. It's embarrassing, uh, that this is going on. And it's embarrassing that, that the people are doing this and the hoarding has got to stop. Here's another problem that is starting to pop up. The people that want the novelty of getting tested. 
So, uh, I don't know what that means. Correction of the post. I don't know what that means. This portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by MEGA, MEGA Professionals. Call them today, 508-336-7801. 508-336-7801. Now, what exactly do they do, MEGA Professionals? They are here to help you run your business by finding you workers. And maybe you need workers. Maybe you need drivers, workers, certified help, part-time, full-time, weekend work, uh, local, a.k.a. sleep-at-home drivers, class AB, non-CDL, warehouse workers, mechanics, skilled workers, labor, healthcare professionals, office professionals. You need workers. You need MEGA, M-E-G-A, professionals. You're trying to run your business. I, listen, it's a hassle trying to hire people. Go through all the resumes, set up the interviews. Instead, it's one phone call to help you with your company. MEGA Professionals, 508-336-7801, 508-336-7801 for MEGA Professionals. You're listening to The John DePietro Show, weekdays 11 to 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online. Go to the website, dipietro.com. Now, speaking of the website... I would like you, and I ask, log on to the website. It's D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. And let me describe what it looks for you. On the left, you have the Listen Live button. And what does that mean? It means you could listen live. Let's just say you're out of the range where you can't get it on the radio. If you go to the website, between 11 and 2, you can listen to it live. Let's say now, oh, wait a minute, Juan. I wasn't near a radio, or I was driving. I was out of the area. And, I, oh, God forbid, but I missed the show. Well, you go below that. And they have what's called a dashboard. And you'll see home. You'll see meet John DePietro. Hello, that's me. But then you see it says radio show. And if you click on that under radio show, that is every episode that we do. It's housed right there just like a library. It's all stored. And then you can just listen at your leisure right there at radio show. To the right of that, as we go on DePietro.com, you see where it says advertise. Now listen, right now. Maybe you've never advertised. I would love for you to advertise on the show. Listening is at an all-time high. If you're open and you have a business, tell me about it. And let me tell everyone about it. And we're going to tell everyone about it. And you can find it right there. Maybe you've never thought about it, but you want to advertise. Click on that. Or then you also see the contact button. You can contact me that way. And then above that, at the very top, you see the logo. You have my links to social media, Facebook link, Twitter link, Instagram, and then you also have YouTube. And then right below that, you'll see support the John DePietro radio show, John DePietro show Facebook live, and also DePietro.com. Folks, right below that, you can see it. If you support the show, you uh, find me entertaining, you enjoy listening, show your appreciation. There it is. Go to the website. It all begins and ends, as I say, at the website petro.com you know I, he tells it like it is the independent man um check it out it's all at petro.com you're listening to the john DePietro show weekdays we start at 11 we go until two non-stop coverage pandemic worldwide the coronavirus hits rhode island Massachusetts, Connecticut. Go to the website, dipetro.com. 
D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. You can listen live at the website. If you ever miss any coverage at the website at the top, click on radio show. You can listen. Follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. It's John DePietro Show. And as always, you can email me, john at dipietro.com. Much more ahead. Pandemic coverage on the John DePietro Show. <laughs>